here's your host, Alexander Garrett. Continues to tick down and uh, on the third day of 2020, but what an exciting time we're in. And the last time I had this guest on, Claire Lopez, she said this about Donald Trump's knowledge of Iran. The Iranian regime, this one, uh, exists to wage jihad worldwide in order to establish an Islamic state under rule of Sharia, of Islamic law. I think Trump knows this. And I do, too. Judging by what happened in the last 24 hours with the announcement coming down that we had killed an Iranian general. In fact, really second in command, one of the best friends of Ayatollah Khomeini. He was actually awarded by Ayatollah Khomeini. Uh, Soleimani is his name. And uh, the VP for Research and Analysis Center for Security Policy, Claire Lopez, rejoins me. Just a few months out from our last discussion, I'm glad to have you back to discuss this monumentous occasion tonight. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. So when you said that back in July, you had a sense that we were planning something that the Obama administration never wanted to do. Is that about right? Well, I didn't really know what might be in plans. Um, Certainly, we had already seen uh, President Trump take a very different tack uh, uh, with the Iranian regime uh, that his predecessor had. uh, And that would uh, be, first of all, by withdrawing the United States from Uh, the Iranian nuclear deal, the JCPOA, or Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, that had been agreed to back in uh, July of 2015, pulled us out of that uh, in mid-2018, and then reimposed sanctions incrementally more and more and more in a policy they called uh, maximum pressure. So right there, you know, it was a very different policy. And and right here, we have a policy of if you're going to hurt one of our guys, if you're going to kill one of our Americans, we're going to hit you back. And I said this before the new year rang in that really the attack on Sunday that, the, you know, against these military uh, terror supported militia by our airstrikes. And then this, it shows that we have a different tact, especially after one of ours is killed. We're finally getting justice for the American people now. Well, you know, I mean, the thing is. Uh, that this general that was killed, Major General Qasem Soleimani, the uh, former commander of the Quds Force, which is a division of uh, the Iranian Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, um, Soleimani has the blood of hundreds and thousands of Americans on his hands, had. Um, And this goes way back, uh, you know, all the way, certainly to 9-11. He became the commander of the Quds Force in 1998, just three years before 9-11, which means he was up to his eyeballs in the planning uh, and the, uh, the direction of that operation uh, that Iran and <clears throat> Hezbollah uh, collaborated in together with al-Qaeda, Taliban, and the Saudis. Um, and then through the 2000s, uh, Soleimani's Quds Force uh, is, is the Iranian uh, unit that channeled all those explosive devices uh, the uh, IEDs and the, the VBIEDs and uh, the EFDs, explosively formed projectiles uh, that took such a toll on our troops and those of our coalition partners in Iraq in the middle 2000s at a time when, again, the Quds Force uh, under Soleimani was supporting, uh, backing um, not just Iraqi terror Shiite militias of the, of the sort we've seen in action these past weeks and months, but also... The Quds Force was the major backer for 
Abu Musab al-Zarqawi, which a lot of people maybe don't know. So he has the blood, uh, uh, had the blood of thousands of Americans on his hands, and uh, finally, finally met just retribution. So, Claire, to be honest, our fans, your fans, whoever follows you on Twitter, will retweet this conversation. But as we're talking, as you're telling us all this information, how do we get through to the other side? That seems this is an awful thing to do. Like, how do we get through to those who are just totally against Trump in anything he does? Well, I mean, I guess what I would do is, is, is appeal, you know, to American patriotism. This is a guy, uh, Qasem Soleimani, as I've just said, that is responsible for the death and murder, may, uh, maiming of, of hundreds of Americans, our fellow Americans. And for some of us, these are children, brothers, husbands. Um, if, if, you cannot, <clears throat> if you cannot feel a, uh, a sense of justice finally having been done for that, then... What kind of an American are you? Well, to be honest with you, I, I remember everybody was celebrating when bin Laden was killed, and yet there's some unease to support this when everybody else is against you, but you still got to support it because it's a huge win for America. Why can't people see that this is a huge win for America? And let's be honest, Claire, if this was a Democrat, they would be celebrating in the streets. Well, I don't know, but I will tell you this. The Iraqis, Iraqi citizens, which, by the way, are around 60% Shiite. The Iraqi citizens were dancing in the street at the news that Qasem Soleimani had been killed. I expect that also in Iran, where this man and his regime that he worked for uh, have caused so much death and torture um, and and oppression, that they too in Iran uh, are not sorry to see this guy gone. Now, you are with the Center for Security Policy. What's going on there? What's through your minds uh, over there with Frank Gaffney's group? Well, we very strongly support this uh, strike. Um, We think that uh, it should have even come a lot sooner. Um, I think one of the most important aspects of this strike um, is is that it begins to reestablish American credibility, uh, and even perhaps deterrence in the Middle East, which is a very tough neighborhood, and where if uh, attacks are let go without immediate forceful retaliation, as so many of Iran's attacks had been over the past year, attacks on shipping, uh, the seizure of ships and crews held to hostage, uh, the attacks on the Saudi oil fields, uh, attacks that took down one of our drones, all of them unanswered, that perhaps left, uh, rightly or wrongly, an impression in the minds or the, uh, you know, the, the view of some over there that uh, the United States was not willing uh, to, to do what it took uh, you know, to, to establish that credibility. That's all gone now. With this strike, United States credibility and hopefully deterrence are established again, and that's important. It is, and you know, everybody's talking about rightly so how restrained Trump has been through this whole process. He could have done it any number of the steps to get here, but he did wait till an American was killed. I guess we all had a sense that was coming, didn't we? Well, you know, the attacks against bases in Iraq where Americans are stationed, those attacks by... Iraqi terror Shiite militias under the command of the Quds Force and under the command 
previously of Qasem Soleimani had been going on for weeks, if not months. And it was inevitable that at some point one of those attacks would wind up in uh, killing, injuring Americans. And so it happened. Um, but they were willing, they, the Iranians, the Quds Force, Soleimani, were perfectly willing to launch those attacks over and over and over again over the past months, knowing full well that at some point they were going to take the lives of an American. So they were, they were pushing the envelope. They were, they were skating on the edge, um, you know, waiting to see what the Americans would do. What would Trump do? Would he continue this policy of restraint? And if he did, well, he did, then what did they do? They kept up the attacks until an American was killed and others injured. And remember, and now er- they find out what happens. Earlier in the week, they also went in and attacked our embassy. Now, no personnel from us, from ours, were there. Is that correct? Or was there anybody? Oh, yeah, they were there. They were definitely there. They were um, taking shelter in a safe room. Their lives were definitely at risk. Had that um, uh, assault uh, of, of that violent crowd uh, consisting of, of uh, militia members from the Qatab uh, Hezbollah um, unit, Hashdashabi, uh, they sometimes call them, or uh, popular mobilization units, had they broken through, um, American lives there at our very embassy could have been uh, hurt, harmed, or, or even uh, lost. And no doubt, Trump made sure it was not going to be another Benghazi with this attack uh, against the Iranian, one of the main Iranian generals. And and as far as the embassy goes, I remember stories earlier that day saying, oh, only that protesters were storming the, the embassy. Why can't the media tell us the truth that they were being, we were being attacked that day? You know, it's hard for me to understand, you know, why they can't tell the truth. I, I, I was watching live video, you know, streaming over the Internet. It was very clear from the flags waving among the group um, of those assailants, exactly who those people were. Uh, they were flying the flag of Qasem Soleimani's Qatayb uh, Hezbollah um, militia group. So it, it was very clear. Now, uh, they did not assault with weapons, you know, rifles, RPGs, uh, but they caused a lot of damage. They, they broke down walls. They smashed uh, windows. They set fire. There's a lot of fire damage there. Um, all of that put the lives of our diplomats inside at risk. And it seems like some people are coming out with their personal stories of having been in Iran to fight the war against them or, or to fight against them even before this happened. Have you ever been to the embassy over there or in the Middle East? And if so, what was it like going over there years prior? No, I, I have not been in the Middle East except uh, a number of trips to Israel, of course. Right. And Israel, of course, is very happy that this happened, and rightfully so. We're defending them as well. Well, among the militias uh, that the Quds Force and Qasem Soleimani uh, directed uh, were Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad in Gaza, Hezbollah in Lebanon. So, um, you know, these were militias directly threatening uh, the very existence um, of, of the Jewish state of Israel, and now the commander, 
you know, of that of that Cuds Force is uh, no longer with us. And, you know, I, I've been flashing back to what I read earlier in the day where they said, oh, you know, this guy was awarded, the general was awarded by Ayatollah Khomeini. That right there, being awarded by uh, Khomeini, by the Ayatollah, should tell people this ba- this guy was a bad guy, shouldn't it? Well, if, it, if that's what it takes. I mean, you know, we mentioned all of the other attacks and, and uh, deaths that he caused over the years, over the decades. Um, but if they still needed, uh, you know, evidence that that, yes, should have done it. So where do we go from here? What what expect what expectations do you have now? Well, we know that the supreme leader of Iran, the Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, has announced a three-day mourning period in Iran um, in the honor of uh, Soleimani. But that after that period is finished, uh, then uh, we can expect uh, that uh, the retribution that the supreme leader has threatened. Uh, will be launched, uh, whatever form that may take. United States forces across the region, be they diplomatic forces, military at the bases we have there, all on high alert, Israel on high alert. But we should also be thinking about the fact that uh, Hezbollah has many operational cells inside the United States as well. So I'm hoping that here, too, uh, the authorities, the national security um, uh, agencies are uh, are on alert too. Now your phone is crinkling in the background, so if you if you want to get into a better zone, I'll give you one second. Uh, as far as Claire was talking about there, yeah, we are prepared here in New York City to deal with whatever we have to. Uh, the NYPD and Mayor De Blasio, um, and across the country, we are for sure. Uh, I guess we all have to be vigilant, right, at this time. We all need to be exactly. Uh, yeah, sorry about that uh, uh, noise on the line. I, I, this is my landline. I, I don't know exactly what's wrong there. It's okay. We'll uh, we'll maybe let it cool down for a second. There you go. So, talking with Claire Lopez, and uh, you've been at National Foreign Policy for years. Is this the best time for foreign policy that you've seen ever? Well, it is certainly um, assertive at a time when the United States needs to be assertive. Uh, against an enemy that has been at war with the United States since 1979, which is now 41 years and counting, uh, and that is this regime in Tehran, in Iran. Um, so I, I uh, think that uh, you know what, what what our president has done was exactly the right thing to do. I was a little bit uh, concerned that he was holding off um, in uh, that policy of restraint. Uh, for too long, but uh, that is now in the past, and uh, he is on the path to uh, asserting um, American resolve in a place that badly needs it. Now, one thing I keep thinking about as this conversation goes on is, you know, immediately trending last night was World War Three, and I haven't had anybody on yet to discuss this. We are not heading to World War Three. Can we all calm down about that? Can you calm us down, Claire, that we're not going to World War Three here? Well, what has to be understood is that this Iranian regime has been at war with us and with Israel since 1979. That's a fact. That regime is at war with us, has been for 40-something years. Have a look at the Iranian Constitution. It's online in English. It says very clearly that that regime in Tehran exists, as we said in the earlier interview, for the purpose 
of establishing a global Islamic state under rule of Islamic law, and that the IRGC, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, is an ideological army to wage jihad uh, in that endeavor. And so, uh, go there's not much we can do about that except counter it. Well, and you know, you mentioned that there's going to be a three-day mourning period for Soleimani. But let's be honest, that doesn't apply to the Iranian people. They're glad this guy's gone. Well, I think a lot of them are. Um, obviously, the regime and, um, and its uh, thugs, its guns, have their supporters. Uh, but I think there are a lot of Iranian people, ordinary Iranian people, who've been in the streets since the end of December 2017. This is more than two years now. Um, that they have been in the streets protesting, trying, uh, you know, to, to make their voices heard that they want to be free of this, of this uh, oppressive regime um, that, that has so trampled on their human rights. Uh, so I, I expect that a good many of them are uh, perfectly happy that uh, Trump took the uh, step that he did and, and rid them and us of Qasem Soleimani forever. Have you heard any stories of Iranians actually leaving the area prior to this just to get out of there because they hated the regime so much? Well, I mean, here in the United States, we have many immigrants um, who have fled uh, that regime any time over the last 40-something years. So, yes, there, there are large communities of Iranians in the United States, expats, dissidents, uh, and now American citizens. And I mention that because a lot of people in the Soviet Union years were highlighting how people were leaving the Soviet Union. But I feel like nobody's highlighting those, uh, what do you say, exoduses from Iran because they don't want to make Iran sound like the bad guy in, in our me media world. Would you agree? Well, I, I, I don't know, but, but there certainly are very large um, and uh, uh, very, very... Uh, vibrant communities of, of Iranians all across the United States. That's awesome uh, that they found peace here. You know, that's always good to know that we are still the beacon for so many people, despite what others want to say uh, in today's world. Yes, absolutely. And, this, is, this is a special place, an exceptional country, the United States of America. And uh, Claire, thank you so much for joining me today. One, one last question for you. I posed this on my Facebook. I said, look, if we cannot support one good thing this president does, and he's done a lot of them, but if if society can't come to support one of them, we will end up no longer a society because then when not everybody, when everybody's not in tune with the leader or however you want to say it, when not the whole population can agree on one thing, then we are headed to disaster. I think it's time we start agreeing that this president's making good moves. I think the majority of Americans in this country, good patriotic American citizens, um, are solidly behind uh, our president and uh, his action in the Middle East in taking out Qasem Soleimani. And I, I would have to believe that as well, because even when celebrities like uh, McGowan, Rose McGowan, tries to say something to Iran, apologize to them, they're all going up against her. I love seeing that on Twitter today, how against the uh, Rose McGowan uh, main culture was, which is great to see. So, Claire, uh, where can we find you on Twitter, by the way? Well, under my own name, uh, at Claire M. Lopez. I'm also on Facebook, same thing, my name, Claire Lopez. Uh, you can find me, of course, at the Center for Security Policy, which is centerforsecuritypolicy.org, or a shorter URL goes to the same website, securefreedom.org. I also blog uh, occasionally at newsmax.com. 
No kidding. That's awesome. So, Claire, thanks so much. Your organization works with policy. Is that right? We are a private, nonprofit, nonsectarian um, think tank organization. Um, and uh, our focus, of course, is national security, national defense issues, which is why we're focused on things like uh, the Middle East today. And uh, we'll definitely have you back to expand on it because there's so much to get to in the coming weeks, I've got a feeling. So, Claire, thanks so much, and please come back. Thank you very much. I'm Alexander Garrett. That was Claire Lopez and uh, Claire M. Lopez. You can hear her on Twitter. We'll uh, see her on Twitter. We'll get her back on soon enough. I'm Alexander Garrett with the latest on the killing of the Iranian general. Good for President Trump and good for America. Have a great night. Claire, thank you so much. Okay.